Hey everybody, Basement Sports Podcast. We are back live. In both, the studio. Both in studio. Not doing a Zoom call. Do no masks. How you doing? Good, thank you. We got What's beer. Up? We got beer. We got beer. We got no masks, so we no can masks. actually drink the beer. <laughs> we uh, don't have to be like we were used to be on a plane. Please pull down your mask, take a drink, and then pull your mask back up in between cut drinks. Cut a straw hole in the mask. <laughs> I saw a guy. I guess I saw a guy who took a, a set of. Um, it looked like uh, button fly pants, <laughs> and he would just unbutton, <laughs> unbutton the fly. <laughs> take a drink. <laughs> take a drink. That was clever. That was clever. Probably wasn't stopping any viruses, but oh well, nothing was. Who? Yeah, I was just gonna say, who says the mask did? <laughs> didn't stop anything. No. Big local news today: Minka Fitzpatrick contract extension. Now the highest paid safety in football. Uh, your thoughts, your initial thoughts of what you saw. I thought it was a good deal for both franchise and Minka. Um, Minka. Look, he don't, he's not he's not going to get eight interceptions every year. Um, he's not. Is he the best safety to get paid for the best safety? I don't think he is. But Pittsburgh's defense sure is better when he plays. Yeah. When he misses games, they give up some big plays, and for whatever reason, that guy is always around the ball. Most of his interceptions come off tips from somewhere else, and he's always in the right spot. Right. There's something right. to be said for that. Now, if it only happens twice. I get it. You're lucky. But when you can do it for years and years and they have the room to pay them. Right. Absolutely. Uh, why not? I don't know. I didn't see it structured as far as front loaded. Back loaded. You know, are they only going to pay him for two years and then release him? He doesn't get anything. Um, that type of thing. I don't know. I didn't know how much was a signing bonus. I didn't see the details. But. Uh, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, why not? What do you got? What do you got behind them? If you don't sign him, who are you getting to play safety? All they got is Terrell Edmonds okay. uh, playing safety. And now, and now the, the one, the one good Edmonds thing isn't even a safety, by the way. Right. But the one good thing I'll say about Edmonds is the guy's never hurt. So he plays every snap. He plays every snap. So he and, does. And I thought, and I thought he improved last year, but but that's. That's just me. He did, but he wasn't a safety. He didn't play yeah, safety he didn't. in college. Right, right, right. He's out of position. So right. Anytime you get the best of the best and you got to play a different position, you're not as good as someone has played that position in the NFL. Right. That has played it in college and then is on another NFL team. So according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, Fitzpatrick came to terms on a four-year contract extension with new money average of $18.4 million per year, $36 million of the deal is guaranteed. So it's two years. Yeah, basically. How old is basically. he? Basically. Do you know his um, age off the top of your head? I don't have it, but I will no. get that for you. Um, We're sorry so about the data. We uh, we don't have a producer. We don't have a producer anymore, right unfortunately. <laughs> we'll, we'll be we'll be looking to get one. Yeah, there'll be a new producer shortly. Exactly. So, um, but, you know, it, it's the way it projected out. So I think it's two years, right? I mean, he basically going to pay him for two years. And then after that, the last two years aren't going to cost them much if they cut them. So, uh, courtesy of Steelers Depot, okay. I want to give them full credit. All right. Um, this was broken down by their site as far as what was projected contract. So, the structure should be pretty close to what they wrote up here. So, base salary for 2022 is just $2 million with a prorated bonus of 4.3. There's the bonus. Right. Okay. 
cap charge of 6.3 and then 2023 14 mil 24 12 mil uh 26 2025 16 mil 2026 17 mil but 36 of this deal is all that's guaranteed so uh the cap charge this year's cap charge is just six million dollars right what but are the next three, though? Next three, 18, 16, and 20. Well, that's pretty significant. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a significant I, cap hit. I thought hit. they would give them more bonus and, and give them less cap hit, but... Right, but I they mean, might have had to trade that out to give them a little bit more guaranteed money. Well, so I, I that, yeah. but, uh, you know, there's talk on some of the other horrible sports talk stations in Pittsburgh. Oh, there, are there horrible... Cap-friendly, or this was a hometown steal. Like, he gave well, them a bargain. Well, How can you be the highest paid person <laughs> at your position and give them a bargain? Let me put it to you this way. The new general manager, we haven't talked about this yet, Omar Khan, yep. being the, the – the, and, and really, the way that the Steelers have structured this, it's it's kind of a – after Kevin Colbert, this is kind of a two-headed monster with their, their, their general manager team. They actually uh, brought in a couple people. They, it's more yep. than two-headed. This yeah. may end up being three- or four-headed. So Omar Khan is the salary cap whiz. He's the guru. He is the guru. And he's, look, look let's face it, he's really good at this. He's probably the best. Yeah, yeah. So so he, he's not, uh, you know, the guy they, they, they grabbed from the Eagles, uh, Weigel, who's going to be coming in, and he's going to be more of the personnel guy. Where Khan is going to be the GM, but also he's going to continue to be that salary cap guru. And the Steelers had a shit ton of cap space this year. They did. For the first Thanks, time ben. in a while. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, I mean, Ben Ben finally walking away. That freed up a bunch of money. Um, and they still have money. I mean, uh, they're talked they out. It's like, okay, they got they got Minka done. Now they can look at uh, Chris Boswell and DJ, you know, getting them getting them extended. If the Now, I will say this. I'd like to see them extend Boswell. I'm not sure about Deontay Johnson. Look, we can talk thing. about that later. If the deals that these receivers are getting, I don't want Mr. Drops getting $30 bucks a year like some of these other receivers are. They got uh, Christian Kirk got an absolute ridiculous Unbelievable deal. deal. What did he get, $18 million a year? Yeah, something like um, that. And he was the third receiver. I know. So I, I don't think Deontay Johnson is a bad receiver by any well, let me let me ask you this question. If if he came to them and said, I'll take seventeen and a half to eighteen mil a year on a three year deal. Right now, with the way prices are going, uh, like for receivers, like what? What 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 do you th- what do you think? Would you I think it's too high for him. It's too high I for him. I still okay. think it's too high. I think okay. he's in a twelve, thirteen million dollar deal. He drops too many balls. Right. Here's the problem. He's kind of got him by the short hairs, right? They yeah. don't have many receivers. They got rookies. They got two in the draft, which we'll talk about. Right. They got an underachiever in Claypool, and uh, they got two. Uh, in the, they got two in the draft. They don't have much depth at wide receiver yet. So I fully expect some of this cap money will be. They'll bring in another receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're waiting on injuries. Maybe they're waiting on who gets cut. Um, I certainly think that's what they're doing with defensive line. But go go on. We, well, and we'll talk about, about that too. Yeah. Because again, when we talk about this this NFL draft post wrap up, I'm going to play devil's advocate and I don't care if you like Kenny Pickett or not. They needed a defensive tackle. And this is the best year for defensive tackles that I've ever even looked at. Do you think at that time they thought to it was coming back? Oh boy. Yeah, Cause I that, sure that hope they didn't know he wasn't. Well, that's, yeah, uh, that's my <laughs> point. I, I, no, I, I, I here's <clears> what <throat> I think. I don't think they didn't know until the day it was announced when he announced it. Because yeah. even, 
his teammate said he thinks he looks good. He's feeling positive. He might. He, I think he's coming back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he didn't. He didn't. But even if, even if he did, they're both over the age of thirty-five, right? Yeah. I mean, two is thirty-six or something like that. I don't know how old he is, but he's. They need some young linemen. They're both now. I can tell you for a fact that the reason when Tua not in there, that's one of the reasons they were the one of the worst, worst run defenses in Pittsburgh Steelers history. He's no, see, Tua only twenty nine. Uh, okay, so he's only twenty nine years old. Uh, now, now Hayward tired. Hayward's older. Yeah, I get Hayward's older. Yeah, but I still think you I mean these kids are rookies are twenty one, twenty two coming out now. Right, because so because Hayward's thirty. Hayward's thirty three. Yeah, he's definitely old. Yeah, but he's yeah. still playing like a twenty-five-year-old. Yeah, he's but playing. They great. needed someone anyway, and if you're going to get another depth at defensive tackle, what happens if two comes back and got hurt? They have no. Well, he, and he was prone to that. Point, he right? was prone to that. You brought in Mitch Trubisky for a reason. Yeah. When you pick at number twenty, unless you think this guy's going to be a All-Pro, best quarterback in your division for the next ten years. You can't pick a guy who's not going to start, and I don't think he's going to start. If Mitch Trubisky is healthy, he's going to start. He's the starter. And what has he done? Mitch Trubisky, everyone in Pittsburgh's so happy they got him. He hasn't. Well, not everybody. Not everybody. (laughs) Uh, Ninety. Everyone loved that signing, and then they go out after they finally got their quarterback. Yes, now we're good. And I will say this: Pittsburgh set themselves up for the draft perfectly. They mm-hmm. signed some offensive linemen. Yeah. They got some depth right. at places they needed, except right. for defensive tackle. They also could use some linebacking help, right? right. Because Devin Bush is, is horrible since his injury. They set it up where they could take the best player available, and they didn't do it. They were picking quarterbacks no matter who was available and no matter what. Who would you have taken then? Like, I would have taken one of the defensive tackles yep. from Alabama. There's One of the guys of from Alabama. Yeah. All three of them are better than anyone they got in the roster behind Tuit. And he's gone now. Right. And you don't who look, they picked twentieth roughly. They were twentieth. Nobody picked another quarterback. For the next two rounds. You don't think Pickett would have been available in round two? I don't think he would have been. So he was the only quarterback that was going to be taken in the I, first two I, rounds. I think he would have been taken then in the second round. I think at that point I disagree. I don't think he's a first. I don't think he's an NFL starter. You don't well, take those guys. I I don't. I think that if he would have shown up there in the second round, I think somebody like a Carolina would have grabbed him. Now, what kind of surprised me about that whole quarterback draft? And we can get into that later when we re- review well, the I mean, draft. Well, we can do pick. it now. We're on it. Well, <clears throat> anything else about Minka? But you think this is a no, solid, like solid it. sign? I yeah. like it for both teams. For both teams. Um, okay. They got the cap room. He was. Their best option. They're a better team with Minka on the field. Good signing. Right. And like you said, didn't break the bank, didn't take them to the edge of the cap. Right? They're not right up against it now. They still got more room. No, they got they got money. And and here's the thing. I think I think we can have a we could have an interesting conversation here toward the um we could have an interesting conversation like toward the end of training camp. Because as guys get cut and as guys become cap casualties, it, it's, you know, they, they were they were talking about, like, there was some discussion about a, um, 
Oh, hell. I'm trying to remember his name. Akeem Hicks. Uh, about the Steelers possibly having interest in him, but they didn't know to it was going to walk at that it. time. And, and people were like, people were like, well, you know what? Why didn't the Steelers go out? You know, if the Steelers had known they could have gone after Hicks, but here's, here's my question to them. That's no guarantee he'd have signed with us. It would have been between us and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who Look, he signed with. Here's the other thing about that. The Steelers job is to cover all bases. And if right. you go to Stefan Tuitt and say, look, dude, it's a month before the draft. You've been grieving about your brother dying right. and helping your mother, whatever. We get it. We're not making light of this situation, but we need an answer. Right. We need an answer. And if they did – now, I don't know if they did that or not. You would hope a professional sports franchise would have. And maybe he said, I'm leaning towards coming back. And maybe he just – maybe they never ask. Right. I don't know, and I don't know if we'll ever know. But that's just – it's poor. It's just poor, poorly run draft room when there's that position of need, and it was the best defensive tackle class in the last 20 years. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, if these Pittsburgh people, you know you're the Pittsburgh guy and I'm not. Right. If Kenny Pickett played for North Carolina State, nobody in Pittsburgh would have wanted him. Everybody well, loves him because he had one good year at Pitt. And he played in the freaking ACC. Yippee! So, That's like saying, I'm going out in the yard and I threw for 900 yards with a Nerf ball against all the kids in the neighborhood under the age of 12. The ACC well, is no good. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Let's go, let's go through the picks. I already know how you feel about Pickett. I, you know, to Don't steal, dislike him. To, 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 to steal a line from Tomlin with the, you know, the optional workouts and then mandatory minicamp. It's football in shorts and those ugly helmet covers they all wore, <laughs> yeah, which was they? hilarious to, like you know, they're not hitting each other. They're supposed to prevent concussions. It's like, uh, well, they're not hitting. You could buy and those inflatable things <laughs> off of eBay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so Kenny Pickett was their, was their first pick. We know all about that. Let's go to their second pick that I liked. George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia. Um, nobody picks, steal picks receivers like the Steelers. Yeah. This kid could be at number one. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. Um, you got to overcome some possible injury stuff. Right. Um, coming back a little bit. But you know what? When you play for teams like Georgia, um, Alabama, LSU, yeah. just SEC teams, Oregon, any of those guys that throw right. the ball, and you can tell no one can stop them. You got to have all the receivers that play in those teams are legit. They, you can't. Play for those teams unless you got speed, size, and can go get the ball. Right. And I like I like this pick a lot. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it might be it might be my favorite pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers in this entire draft. Okay. Okay. So a lot of uh, you you basically um, you basically reflected what a lot of the draft experts were, were talking about in, in, in response to picking pick, uh, Pickens being drafted by the Steelers. Um, in three seasons, he finished with 90 receptions, 1,347 yards, and 14 touchdowns. But he was injured. In the SEC. For a large, in, in the, and this is in the SEC. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of people super excited by He's really, really explosive. Um, some of his career highs, he had 12 catches against Baylor in 2020, 175 receiving yards in that game, 
Um, you know, he, he's, he's an explosive, but he is also, and this is something the Steelers like, he loves to block. Like he he's a physical, physical receiver off the line. No, he, doesn't. he does not mind. He doesn't mind blocking. So, um, let's, let's now move on to one that I find really interesting where this kid was projected at the beginning of the college football season and where he ended up is DeMarvin Leal out of, out of Texas Texas A&M. Look, I like him. He's a big dude. He's a Steelers type of defensive lineman. He's a little undersized. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a three hundred fifty pounder. I don't even think he weighs three hundred pounds. He's like two ninety or something. No, he's two ninety. But but they there's the the reports in the news were that he gained fifteen pounds before coming into camp. So he's up from where he was when he was drafted. Thing, right? right. Right. But again, that's reactive to the fact that they could have had one of the better defensive linemen in the first round. Mm-hmm. So he was the best of the best in the third round. If you're happy with that, now listen, if if the picket to pickens, I can hear it now all over Pittsburgh. If that combination is good, then it doesn't have to be this year, but in the next three years, right? then nobody gives a shit that they passed on three of the best defensive tackles in football right. in, coming out of college. Right. But, okay, why was – everyone says they like this kid out of Texas A&M. He still fell to the third round. Yeah. Now, again, big, big class of defensive tackles, defensive right. linemen. Right. And I think, I think Pittsburgh needed someone – to take on blocks and let the linebackers go because their running game, their running game defense was horrible last year. Right. It's because they didn't have any defensive tackles. Right. That's why I think everybody was getting to the second level. The offensive linemen were getting to the second level. And that's one of the reasons their linebackers didn't play well. Right. They couldn't get off. They couldn't get off blocks. Right. Uh, Calvin Austin, the receiver, Mm -hmm. that dude. So that's the next pick. That's a, that's a fourth round pick. Calvin Austin III out of Memphis, 138th overall, blinding speed. Blinding. Just, if you're going to play man-to-man yeah. in the NFL, you can't cover this guy in a crossing route. It's like Madden. It's going to be just like Madden. No matter how many times what defense you play, crossing routes work. Yep. This guy will be uncoverable man-to-man going across, going across the field. Yep. And he's, when he's with the ball, he's got that jitterbug little moves. I love this kid. So – uh, interestingly enough, I think Sauce Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati, was taken in the, the best cornerback. In yeah, the draft. He, he was taken really high by the Jets. Like he was in the first four or five picks of the mm-hmm. of the draft. <clears throat> they were interviewing him uh, after the draft, and they they said, you know, <clears throat> in all your time, you, you know, you had, you had to play against Alabama versus playing in in American Conference, and you know, playing for Cincinnati which is a difference, you know, so, but, you know, you've played against the Alabama receivers, you played against Notre Dame, but then you played against other teams. Who was the toughest receiver you ever had to play against? And he said, Calvin Johnson. I mean, I'm sorry, Calvin Austin. He said, Calvin Austin. He goes, he he, he said, he's, that's what he said. He goes, he taught me so many lessons when I had to play because he was just hard to cover. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's just an incredible. He's not only fast, but he's quick. He's very, very quick. Very quick. And he and he run he runs um, he runs really good routes. Um, he was a first team All AC uh, American uh, College selection in twenty and twenty one. Um, 
He finished his career ranked second in school history with 22 touchdowns, fourth in receiving yards with 2,541, and fifth in receptions with 156. He also returned punts 29 for 323 for an 11.1-yard average and two touchdowns. He can return kicks, too. So that's exciting. That's really, really exciting having him. uh, He's not a big dude. No. Um, So, you know, in the NFL – Guys that weigh 175, 185 pounds don't last 16, 17 games. Well, that's something that, you know, God, going back to the radio guys and some of the sports journalists in this town, they're, you know, I hear them being interviewed. And I'm like, oh, God, I, I don't know how this guy is going to stay on the field. He's so little, you know. And it's, yeah, meanwhile, these guys <laughs> didn't even, don't even play the electronic football game at home. Exactly. Never exactly. Played a sport in their lives. So we'll see. Um, uh, skipping to the sixth round. Uh, one that was probably the worst kept secret in, uh, in the whole city was, uh, Connor Hayward. <laughs> That's a bullshit. <laughs> He's a brother of their player of the other Haywood. That's a hall of famer. In my opinion, on defensive tackle, they picked his brother. Mm-hmm. He's not even going to play tight end. He's going to be a fullback. Mm-hmm. And you know how much Pittsburgh plate likes to use a fullback and we'll see now that matt canada gets to he run his whole offense pit. he didn't use yeah no a no 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 no. he did use a fullback at pit on third and one no he, he did he used george aston a lot all right well, and he he did we'll and, not, and not only was he was he blocking for james connor but he also caught a lot of passes out of the backfield connor hayward reminds me of what he had in George Ashton. That reminds me that when you're a Hall of Fame player and you asked your team to pick your guy, they have to come out and say, look, <laughs> if that dude's still there in the sixth or seventh, we might think about it. Next up, Mark Robinson, linebacker slash running back from Ole Miss. <laughs> so, used to be a running back. He's Changed fast. positions. He's fast. Yeah. He uh, doesn't have much experience at linebacker. No. He's going to be a special teams guy. Yeah, he played for one year. I'm not sure he's going to make the team. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But interesting, not interesting, interesting pick. It's a horrible. Yeah, I, I well, I mean, their last two picks were throw-ins. Okay, so Chris Oladokun, quarterback out of South Dakota State. Super. Moving on. <laughs> not you didn't need one quarterback. You didn't need to draft a quarterback, but and they took two. Right. I the South Dakota State thing is the only reason that's a good pick is they win their national title every year right actually that's not true that's north dakota state yeah exactly but it's uh he's a big kid with a big arm right right and he played teams worse than the acc so let's see yep so let's go to do you want to go to the cowboys do you want to do you want to go over their picks sure go ahead because i i know you were disappointed in your uh your your cowboys picks well they also needed a defensive tackle, and they also had plenty to choose from, and they decided to go, here's the Dallas Cowboys strategy. We need a lineman. So even though the best eight went right before us, we'll take the next one we have on the board. That's how they ended up with freaking Bobby Carpenter, who didn't even start at Ohio State, was their first-round pick one year, way back right. when. Right. Um, that's how they ended up with, uh, who's the defensive end from Michigan that got cut. They picked him first. Right. Um, 
I don't know. When you're, when you're a bazillionaire and you can give your kid the job of being a GM in a National Football League, this is what you get. Well, didn't they take Van Der Esch in the first round, or was he a second-round pick? He was a first-round pick. He was a first-round pick. pick. And yeah. he was good his first year. I mean, right. He, he was at least ranked as the top two or three linebacker coming out. He just had a neck injury. So this number one pick for the Cowboys Smith. was Tyler Smith, offensive tackle out of Tulsa. Here's all you need to know. He's, he's mean. He's big. He's physical. He led college in penalties in college where they do not call holding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just what Dallas needs, another offensive holding guy. They just got rid of Williams, their guard that they spent a fourth-round pick on a couple years ago because he led the team in holding penalties. They let him go this year. Right. Uh, and then they let go the right tackle. So, they yes, there's a need, and he's going to start at right tackle. Their hope is he will be the left tackle um, eventually. Right? Okay. But he had a good – in the last two weeks of the draft, other teams liked him. Were there other players? So you, going back to the Steelers, you said the Steelers should have went with one of the defensive linemen out of yeah. Alabama that were available. If you had the 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 pick card for the Cowboys there, who are you taking, if not him? I probably would have taken uh, one of the defensive tackles, just like mm-hmm. uh, just like Pittsburgh should have, because okay. there were still three on the board at that point. Okay. Um, that are all that I think are all good football players and exactly what the NFL, what you need to do to keep the linemen off your linebackers. Okay. Let Vander Esch and all the other young linebackers you have on your team run and run around the field. That's what they're supposed to do. Okay. I would have liked a defensive tackle. Um, they also need help at corner. They have no good safeties. Um, I don't know what they're doing. They're Dallas. Second round, Sam Williams, defensive end out of Ole Miss. He's got a shot. Okay. He's big. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has a lot of moves, but I'm not crazy. I think he's too heavy for – I think most defensive ends now are in the 250, 260 range. Is this a reaction of Randy Gregory being gone? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. They're All replacing right. him because they didn't have another one. But the only thing good about this kid is – he, he's actually had sacks before. Like and he, he played in the SEC. He, he had sacks in the mm-hmm. SEC. Right. So when all these offensive linemen from Alabama and, and Alabama, or, uh, LSU and all these guys are being taken in the NFL, he played against them and he got around them. Okay. So we got a shot with that kid. <clears throat> uh, next round three, number 88, Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver out of South Alabama. I love him. Mm-hmm. Big kid. Uh, we'll go get the ball. It could be a down, very good downfield threat. I don't think he's a great route runner. Okay. Um, I don't think he's the guy on that's going to fake you, fake going wide and then cut back and for a, like uh, Amari Cooper did on third and six on that slant. Um, I think he could be he can be he manhandled at the line a little bit. Right. In the first five yards, but he can he can he'll go get the ball and he can fly. Okay, so you know uh, you got to look at it with the trade of Amari Cooper and they lost Cedric Wilson, you know, they needed to get a receiver They did at some point. They yeah. absolutely did. Right. Right. Fourth round, uh, tight end. Uh, this is the tight end. I really liked uh, me too. Wisconsin. Jake Ferguson out of Wisconsin. I liked him a lot. Uh, listen out of, and it was a weak tight end class. Very weak. Right. This is Jason Witten part two. Okay. This guy's going to take a five yard out pattern and turn it up for five and a half. He's not very fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Compared to what the NFL standards are. 
but he'll catch it across the middle. You'll take a hit. You'll knock his helmet off, and he'll keep running. He doesn't mind. He'll get in your way blocking. Yeah. I mean, you'll have to knock him down to get to the guy behind him. I'm not sure he's a great, but a great blocker. But if you watch Wisconsin games, no, you had a lot of games he, where he had six or eight catches a game. Yep. yep. I know he had a couple good games against. He had a couple good games against Penn State. He, did. You, you, and he had a couple. Him, you know, he's really tough in the red zone. Too. Yep. Uh, offensive line went next in the fifth round with uh, Matt Walletsko. Walletsko, sorry, offensive tackle out of North Dakota. Big. Six seven three twelve. Yeah, uh, needs to get stronger. Mm-hmm. He's big. He's depth. He's going to be a swing player if he makes the team. Um, I don't know. He probably will just because he was drafted. Right. Um, but he played. He protected the North Dakota quarterback who yeah. I think was taken by Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> um, fifth round cornerback out of Fresno State, Deron Bland. Okay. Um, moving on project project, uh, fifth round. They, like they had two, kid. they had two picks in a fifth round. So, uh, number one seventy six, Damone Clark inside linebacker at LSU. Um, he's hurt. He's not going to play this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was an FCC linebacker and one of the best ones when he, before he got hurt. This is risky. I mean, it he is. had spinal Absolutely. fusion surgery. Yeah. He's not going to uh, play for a year. Yeah. You know, it's like, if he recovers, he does right. You it's know? risky. So you welcome t- to Dallas. But the other thing about Dallas is why I didn't mention it was the 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 defensive end that they picked. When mm. I said he's got a shot. Yeah, he is so much. It's another off the field problem. Okay, Jerry Jones's favorite. <laughs> you know, you drafted Randy Gregory, who got caught smoking weed at his job interview at the combine. He's been nothing but pain in the ass ever since with his suspension. So thank right. God he's gone. Right. Well, I mean, you had you had three fifth round picks, so you had a pick that you could take a risk on, and they took a risk on. Well, him, and so on and they took another linebacker too with their last pick at Oklahoma State. So you have nothing to say about the kid out of the defensive tackle out of Arkansas? Again, I like him. Okay, John um, Ridgeway. His measure, measurements there. Yeah, let me. Uh, I'll pull him up for you. We go ahead. Um, he's he's what I just told you. I I, I think every team needs uh, a plug up gap. Just. Just six six foot five, three twenty one. Just lay down, mm-hmm. lay down, pick a hole and dive in it. Because if the play happens to be going, all you're going to do is take two guys out, take two linemen out that aren't going to be blocking your linebackers. That's what they like. I like him. I don't know how how he's going to fare. Again, he played at Arkansas, so he's seen some good competition. Yeah. Um, one of my, I just but like only the one fact, year at Arkansas. Yeah. His previous like years were guy, at Illinois State. I like the guy that they finally went with some beef. Mm-hmm. See that Dallas liked to pick the ones like Pittsburgh picked the 290 pounder, right? And then the offensive linemen double team them and they're done. He was he was known as a, an exceptional run defender, but not mas- much of a pass rusher. I don't so, know. Yeah, you know that's just what, like everybody else. He's just he's just plugging holes, plugging holes. Yeah. Um, last pick, uh, six round, Devin Harper, linebacker out of Oklahoma State. If he was faster, he would have went in round four. Okay. Um, he's got good instincts. He played, I mean, he played for Oklahoma State, so you know their defense was bad because when they played Oklahoma, it was like 80 to 78 final, that type of thing. Yeah. But he played against some good competition. He was, he can run <coughs> side to side. Right. He, he's not very, I would say he needs to, needs some coaching. Yeah. 
Let's just put it yeah. politely. So let's look at the at the NFL draft overall. Um, and you were talking about grades uh, of some of these teams. Let's uh, who who do you really want to talk about as far as who had a really good really Great, good draft? Uh, Baltimore killed it. Okay. Absolutely killed it. And once again, just like when Ozzie Newsom was doing things, they stayed put, and people came to them. This was the Steelers' way of doing things um, for years. They'd sit there, and they got Dave DeCastro fell to them at like 30 one year or 32. Remember that? The line? Right, right. Um, they just stayed put. And their first pick was that best safety of that Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Um, he went at 14. There's people had him projected at three and four. To go. Yeah, yeah. So, so I know 14's a, a pretty high draft pick, but that's a steal. That center out of Iowa, he was the best center on the board, and they got him in at uh, number twenty-five. Overall. Yeah, Tyler Lindenbaum out of uh, out of uh, Iowa. Jabo yep. out of Michigan. Yeah, there are some people that mocked him as the third or fourth best end, and there are p- several expert mock drafts that have him as the best defensive end. They liked him better than Thibodeau. And, and he's you know he's gonna he's not gonna play right away because he's he's hurt. He uh, blew out that his Achilles. Achilles right? Yeah, he, he tore his Achilles at his pro day. So that'll be a year, uh, a year yeah. to put weight on, to learn the system. I, I'll tell you what, here was one that I wish the Steelers had gotten, and they took it right before Travis the Steelers, Jones. Travis Jones out of, out of Connecticut. He was probably one of – I liked him better than the th- – the, he was probably my third favorite defensive tackle mm-hmm. on the entire board. Yeah, He lasted till number 76. Um, then you had uh, – uh, Dave uh, Daniel Falal, uh, offensive tackle out of Minnesota, that big I like. Big ten lineman, yeah, right. That's big all lineman. you need to know. Yep. He's huge, and he started. He's uh he's going to be a swing tackle. He, I, I, I think he's going to be in the league for ten years. Um, uh, Jalen Armour Davis, a cornerback out of Alabama. He was hurt in college yep. a lot, so I don't know much about him. Uh, Charlie Kolar, tight end out of Iowa State. Okay. Um, and then they picked out the uh, drafted the punter out of Penn State. Jordan. The only Stout. thing I this kid is the best kicker in the nation. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. Mm-hmm. However, who picks a punter one thirty overall? <laughs> Seriously. You and I talked about this tight end in our in our draft coverage, which was Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina. Love they him. got him. He's got good speed, hands, good speed. hands. Yeah. I uh, can't block well. No. No, he's, that's not his specialty. You know, so the fact that the Ravens took him and they run the ball 75% of the time, well, I was a little shocked at. Yeah. But you're going to see some uh, – that kind of tells me that uh, Mark Andrews' days are numbered. Okay. Because this, he's, a, he's a Mark Andrews-type receiver, but right. he just doesn't block as well. And I right. think when Andrews – Andrews, he might be the next one in line for that. Demarion Williams, cornerback out of Houston – uh, no, no, and and then they picked up a running back, uh, Tyler Batty, uh, out of Missouri. Speed. So yeah, speed. Just speed. Yeah. So. And remember, uh, <clears throat> Baltimore lost their first three running backs before the first game last right, year. Right. Right. So they got a whole running back room coming back. Coming back. I'd be surprised if Tyler Batty, Beatty, whatever mm-hmm. his name is, if, if he makes the, the team. Roster. Yeah. Unless he's a good special teams player, they might keep him on. Uh, um. So any other teams you want to? That you um, thought had a solid draft. Yeah. I thought Tampa had a good draft. I don't know if I circled them. Um, let me look real quick. Not in the notes. I know that um, uh, Tampa took Logan Hall. They, 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 their, their first pick was in the second. They had two second-round picks. 
Yeah, and, that's and, the only reason I wrote them down. Yeah. Because I thought they did a nice job not having much. Okay, who... I'll tell you who I think had a great... Yeah. And you're not going to believe it. The freaking Chiefs. The I sh- think the Chiefs had a great draft. It's um, great, but who are the chefs? Uh, <laughs> Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. He was actually somebody that... They were talking about the Steelers maybe taking if yeah, they went corner he was first. An absolute first corner, and he was. I had him right up there with Sauce Gardner behind Sauce Gardner uh-huh. when you saw my rankings. But um, it got to the point where they stopped throwing that his way. Right, and that's a pretty big compliment in college. College, they just throw it to their best receiver, no matter who's covering them. Right, right. Um, then their second pick in the first round, um, George Karlaftis out of Purdue. Love him. Mm-hmm. He's another guy that gives his, he's a TJ Watt. High motor. He's a motor. High motor. Yeah. Yep. Here was a, here's I a receiver. Sky I love Sky uh, Moore. The Steelers took uh, George uh, Pickens instead of Sky Moore. They could have had Sky Moore. They could have had Sky Moore. Moore was there. So, okay. So Andy Reid pulls off the heist of a century trading Tyree Kill for 1,791 draft picks <laughs> and gets rid of all that money and they end up getting. Sky Moore. Sky Moore. In the yep. third round. Yeah. No, that's Second a really, really good pick. And he, now, again, he was hurt a little bit, too. But this kid's going to turn some heads with when you got that quarterback thrown to you. Yeah. And they had they you know, they like the like the Ravens had a shit ton of picks. They do. They had all kinds of picks. Of so Andy, Yeah. And, and they, you know, and, and Baltimore had compensatory picks out the wazoo. And all this stuff. So, you know, Kansas City, I think they did the best. You know, I agree with you. For what they had for picks, they did the very best they could have done. Um, and, you know, they think of him, you know, what you think of. You know, they got they got rid of uh, Hill. Uh, they picked up Juju Smith-Schuster from Pittsburgh. And then they pick up Sky Moore in the draft. Right. So, so and, and none of them in that offense have to be the number one. No. I mean, he just run around the pocket for 10 minutes, and one of those guys is going to get open. Right, Their right. Their next two picks and, safety out of Cincinnati, by Brian Cook, and the linebacker out of Wisconsin, yeah. Leo Chanel. Yeah. They're both going to play as rookies. Well, real quick, going back to Tyreek Hill, the funny thing is is that the, the Chiefs got all that for Hill. Um, and he's on the back end of his career. Like, to me, I, I – He's still speed. Uh, he's still speed, but I, I, he doesn't have. They got the best out of him, and they weren't gonna spend the kind of money on a contract that Miami gave him, you know, which I think was smart. Um, Darian Kennard, a uh, uh, guard out of uh, out of Kentucky, um, he might he be played tackle in Kentucky. He's yeah, gonna be a guard in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be curious to see how uh, how he plays, um, and a lot, the other guys I'm not that familiar with. I mean, they're, uh, but but they're, they're all gonna, if Andy Reid picked you, you got potential. Right, that's all it is. Right. Um, the other one I'm just going to mention because I'm not going to go over it was the Eagles had a good draft and they're yep. in Dallas's division, so the hell with them. <laughs> go eat a dick, Philadelphia. <laughs> oh. But right now, let's go over someone that I thought just scratched my head, and okay. there are two teams. And go ahead. You don't have to go over all of them. No, that's but fine. What the hell was New England doing? Is Bill Belichick <laughs> finally jumped a shark into a, a, a crazy old man? Um, I, I don't get it. They picked that Cole, guard, Str- Cole Strange number one at twenty nine. He's a good player. That guy was still going to be around the third round. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. he's a good player. That's fine. 
And then of all the receivers, they went with Baylor's Tyquan Thornton. Yeah. Which is, he's the go route. There you go. He turned into Al Davis. He was Mike. He's Mike Wallace. Just uh, go. Just, just, yeah. He's a one-trick pony. And hopefully, the quarterback can throw it that far. <laughs> um, that's what Baylor receivers do: post yep. patterns and flies. Yep. Uh, I like Marcus Jones a little bit out of Houston, but uh, look at some of these guys: Arizona State Jack Jones, cornerback, and then, running back Pierre Strong in South Dakota State, and then they pick up Baylor uh, Bailey Zapp out of uh, out of Western a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, is, I, I don't. I just don't get it. Is he searching for his next Tom Brady? Is that what he's, he's a late well, late round quarterback? They just picked a rookie last year. I know you need depth, but yeah, I'm gonna. I I don't understand what he was thinking. And the other team I just don't get was the Houston Texans again. Mm-hmm. They got a couple decent players, but once again they fell for the hype with that was it Singletary or uh, LSU cornerback. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, uh, Stingley. Stingley, Stingley right? yeah, Derek Stingley so, Jr. Great. He was the best freshman, possibly, cornerback in the history of college football. Right. And then, blah. He wasn't bad. No. But he didn't do anything better as he got better, as no, he got older. As he got older, no. So, no. the Sauce Gardner was available. Um, that kid from Washington was available. I'd have taken Sauce Gardner all day oh, over, over totally Stingley. Totally agree. And we'll see. Like, yeah. Maybe they were smarter than everybody. Yeah. But... I don't know. I just don't. The players they picked and in some of the positions they picked, I, I didn't get it. I was kind of shocked in this year's draft how much trade, how many trades there were. A lot of trades. I, there were shit. That's because it wasn't a good draft. Yeah, guys were There's moving literally, around. Literally, there was no tight ends. Mm-mm. There was very few good quarterbacks, first-round quarterbacks, if any. Um, right. A horrible class for them. Right. There might have been, what, three safeties? That were yeah, any, that, that were, were any that good, were decent, like, right. that have a chance to start, right? And then the rest of the guys were linemen, right? Right. Uh, I get it, but how many, how many uh, six five, three hundred and thirty pound linemen can you get on your team? All you gotta do is get in the way for most of the time, because if your quarterback gets the ball out, you're just a fat guy to get around, right? Exactly. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see, but. Some Interesting. Yeah. So uh, I mean, look. Hold on, while I get some we'll, beer. We'll, we'll, we will find out when these guys take the field. You know, and like we did this year, we we'll go back and we'll look and say, okay, who who were we right about? Who were we wrong about? Absolutely. Um, and oh, and by the way, the Steelers picked, signed in the off season, a linebacker from uh, Miles Jack, Jack from Jacksonville, yep. which still. And you know what? I was admittedly said I was wrong about him because I don't miss many busts. And right, stuff. right. And I said he'd be a bust. He hasn't been a bust, but he hasn't been as good as everyone thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. So, but he was also playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. True, time, but he so. had no position. No. Exactly what I said. Right. He played thirteen different deep positions for UCLA in college, and I said, "Where is he going to play? He's undersized for a defensive end and linebacker. He's not fast enough to be a safety." So uh, where are you going to play him? And he's, he's done very, very well for himself. I find it interesting, too, with this uh, Minka Fitzpatrick extension being signed that he he's going to be coached by his former head coach who, tra- who traded that. him away. Yeah, I didn't think Okay, Brian that. Flores. And Flores isn't the defensive coordinator, but he's the defensive assistant, you know, he's and he, he's basically a coordinator. Yeah, ex- I'll be – I'll be curious to see how this defense 
works this Everyone year. Everyone says he's a great coach. Yeah, yeah. And from what I've read, what players have have um, have talked about him is his strict attention to detail and no bullshit. Like, well, you know, he's done no bullshit when he sued the league. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Goodell suspends him just well, for final lawsuit. No, he's going to suspend James Harrison for that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't know how much time we've gone, whatever yeah. we've done, but let's quickly. Yeah, we got time. Quick, we got time. Quickly hit on some other stuff. Like, sure. uh, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, um, thank you, COVID. <laughs> uh, it, let's talk, for, since we're in Pittsburgh, the Pirates. Oh, God. A bunch of young kids. They finally lost nine or ten in a row now. Yeah. Um, well, everybody thought we were going to go to the wild card after we swept the Dodgers in <laughs> yeah. L.A. And yeah. they haven't won since. Right. But um, I will tell you this. Their farm system wasn't ranked very high, but some of these young kids are playing, and they don't deserve to be in the major leagues no, right they now. Don't, but no, they're no. putting their feet to the fire. Like they got some hitters. They got some. Uh, young I think. I, I think. I haven't seen here, any pitching yet, here, except one guy. Here's my long-term Contreras. prognosis of the sta- of the Pirates. Bob Nutting is going to allow the lease to expire, and he's going to move the team. He's going he's gonna to move them on. He's going to do to another city exactly what he did to Pittsburgh. But some city's going to offer him a shit ton of dough. Somewhere up in to, Oregon. No, like the Portland Pirates. I could totally see it. Yeah. Totally I, see it. The only reason I don't think that is because he sold Seven Springs and he sold the other yep. stuff he owned. And he, he said several times that he wants his daughters to run the team. Oh, great. So yeah. uh, so how many hey, more? I got Jerry Jones in so family. How you many, can take his but, but at least your, your, your team has a salary cap. You True. know, we're, we're, the Pirates are playing where there's no salary cap, where they're playing against a team with a $235 million payroll, and they have a 45. No, they don't. It's 30. 30, thank you. Yeah. But still, it's, it's, it's an unfair game. To steal from Billy Bean, it's an unfair game. But the Pirates, you can't tell me Bob Nutting isn't making money. He's making a shit ton of You don't have to go to games to make money anymore. No, you don't. TV deal. He could not sell a single ticket. And he'd still make well, money on the Well, I was just going to say, he's going to make money if the stadium's empty, and we can prove it, because if you watch any of their games, they, they, they've never more than 5,000 people there. So I think the parking, the revenue, the merchandise, the food, that's just, like, that's that's great. That's gravy. Yeah, that's a shitty tips to Valet. That's gravy, right. When he goes out. So the Pirates are, uh, once again, every year I have a bet with my 94-year-old owner of the company I work for, the company I run. And he's a multimillionaire. Yeah. And every year he bets $1 uh, that the Pirates will not be the worst team in the league. Uh-huh. And, or National League. But this right. year I had to expand it because he lost last year. They were so bad. <laughs> and then that, but in this year, and he was just, every day he comes in and he just brags about, hey, there's 12 teams worse than the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. <laughs> well, that was after they played the Dodgers. Yeah. Since then, we're down to four. Yeah. Right? They're, exactly. And and I, I fully expect nothing to trade, but Bednar, the closer. Yeah. Oh, um, he's, he's, he's gone. There's no one else anyone on the team wants. But right. Right. That type of thing. So that's right. the baseball update. Yep. Hockey. Sadly, the Penguins are out. But this has been a great playoffs. This Anyone been, that just likes to watch hockey. Oh, my God. It's been. And tonight, they dropped the puck for game one of the Stanley Cup finals. Great finals. Yeah. This is going to be a great So, matchup. And here's why it's great. Colorado is the, one of the fastest teams I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they're one of the best passing and offensive teams that I've, that I've witnessed in years. Right. Versus 
the team with one of the best goaltenders yep. in the history of the sport. Right. So they say, like, in certain pitching, defense always wins over offense. Pitching beats hitting. Well, in hockey, goaltending usually wins. Right. And if this guy can shut down Colorado, then you just need to go spend every dollar you have, and every draft pick you have. Next year, you take 11 goalies. <laughs> And just get one to get you to the Stanley Cup playoff. It the the Penguins were it was disappointing because with their third string AHL goaltender they nearly knocked off the Rangers. Yeah, um, and I got to give Jari credit for play because he was not a hundred percent coming back into that game seven. He didn't by have a choice. any stretch, but there was no choice. No, um, you know Truba took Crosby out for a game and a half. Truba's uh, elbows it, are. So I'm going to take that boy out. Well, did you see him try to take out to the light? He, he missed. He missed. No, he <laughs> did hit a guy, too. He did. And but, he did not. He got a two-minute penalty for it. Yeah, which is a miracle because all the other hits he did, didn't yeah, even get right. a penalty. Um, but the Rangers are out, and, and I've already made an early prediction. Um, much like I'm going to go to the casino, I'm going to lay money on this NFL season of the Bengals not making the playoffs this year. Nice. I'm going to make a bet um, on the Rangers next year having an Islanders-type season. Remember last year the Islanders were the, oh, my God, they nearly made it. They came within a game of the Stanley Cup Finals or whatever. And then this year they absolutely sucked. Yep. I'm going to lay the same money on the Rangers doing the same thing. I don't know if they can do that with that coach. That coach is good. Yep. And the reason I like him and one of the reasons I think they beat Pittsburgh is he made adjustments. Yeah. He yeah. changed things up. Yeah. Not Mike Sullivan. Yeah, this but this is how but, we play. But Sullivan, this, we but, play perfectly. <laughs> we'll beat you this way. But Sullivan also didn't have a lot of room for. He didn't have a lot of goalie. No, no, he couldn't he do anything. He with couldn't, the couldn't do it. Yeah. But my God. I mean, it was the series. The series was in trouble when DeSmith tore his core muscle on Game One. Yeah, it was. You know that. I mean, it's hard to win any series with your backup in the playoffs. Right. And right. Yet, let alone your third string guy that they got to get out of the deck hockey tournament <laughs> down up in Crabtree. He reminds me of those. Uh, you ever see like the emergency goaltenders, like the guy who plays in yeah. the beer league, but yet Smoking they they have to come in in the third period because <laughs> they have to play for either team. Like they're doesn't matter who it doesn't matter who's team. Like they are at the arena, sitting in the locker room, (laughs) and if either team needs an emergency goalie, they have to go in. Yeah, which is I love it. I people are job ever. You know what? People are such assholes. These these sports purists are such. They're like the NHL needs to get away from that. It's an embarrassment. Like no, that kind of shit is what makes sports interesting. Not only that, but how often does it happen? Very rarely. rarely. But you know what? The great thing is it makes the lead on Sports Center. Oh, yeah. People it go. love it. Let it go. They love it. It's not going to affect your season. But speaking of baseball real quick, I, I, I want to ask you this. What do you think of now Universal DH? I, I was a National League purist guy. Yeah. Um, I like the DH simply because I think it was so much more difficult to manage in the National League than it was the American League because, for instance, you got a one nothing lead. And you got a guy in third and two outs, and your pitcher's up, and you're down, or you're down one nothing. Right. And your pitcher has given up one home run, but he's lights out. 
Yeah. He's only at 80 pitches. Yeah. Do you pinch hit for him to try to tie the game in the seventh inning, or do you <laughs> not? Now you don't have to do shit. You just throw another hitter up. You don't have to worry about that. No. Like, if you're pitching against the Pirates, no, because you know, they, they, they're giving up uh, close to a no-hitter almost every other game. But, but I, I, end up, I think I like it. Um, baseball's still got a problem with the strike zone, and I don't know if automatic do, strike zone is the answer. Do you but it's do you so look bad. do you look at that web uh, that uh, Twitter page? Yeah, um, it shows you what the ump. Welcome to the ump show. Yeah, and it shows you <laughs> balls in the other batter's box that are called strike three, I know. and a manager says something, the guy runs them. <laughs> well. How about Derek? Derek Shelton didn't get um, run the other day over y- Yadier Molina whining over a balk call. And, and it was a balk. It was a balk. But you know what? Look, you missed it. Okay. You did. Right? But, but, but Molina, because he's Molina, whines and bitches and about it. And like, oh, yeah, we'll give it to you. And then Shelton came out and he got his money's worth and they weren't going to run him. Well, because, they, but, no, he but, said, he basically said, you let Molina call that. You let Molina call it. Right. You didn't, none of your umpires said a word. Right. Until Molina did. Right. Right. So, yeah, go ahead. Run me because, you know, I'm right. Yeah. So, so let he should have been run. Let me ask you this. If you're if you're the pitching coach and you're talking to the pitcher and the next time Molina's up to bat. He's getting one. Is, is he get, he's getting one in the back. He's I've getting drilled in the back. I've MLB the show for less than that. <laughs> well, I think two guys should have gotten drilled. I think he should have and Goldschmidt should have gotten drilled in that game, one or the other. I, I don't think you could drill both. But one, you drill one of them. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Goldschmidt, but uh, just because you can't get somebody out doesn't mean you should drill them. Right, right. But, yeah, Molina in his whiny ass. How about the hatred I received on um, yeah, you got some on shit. Twitter for <laughs> saying that one kid was going to get drilled for celebrating a random solo home his run? His bat like flip. His bat flip. His pump, he was pumping his fist like Mike Schmidt. When he hit his what five hundredth home run, yeah. yeah, he was, and it was the whole way around the bases. Yeah, I get it. If you show some excitement, in your first home run go up to first, but you know, then act like you've been there before. But when you do all that oh, shit, he couldn't. He couldn't contain. No, it. but the thing is, to me, he's getting drilled the next time he's up. He, he just did. is. Yeah. But boy, did I did I get the hate uh, online for that? You can't do that anymore. That's you know, uh, oh, that's ruining baseball. Well, what's ruining is his next celebration. That's what it's ruining. He's wh- gonna wh- get the clear message. Watch the you know, watch a uh, uh, a field of dreams, it, when they all came out of the corn and and uh, um, you know he he winked at the pitcher. The pitcher threw one up and right by by his chin. You know, it's like. Hey, why are you brushing the kid back? He, he winked at me. He literally said, he winked at me. And Don't went, wink at him, kid. Yeah, the guy on the bench says, stop <laughs> winking, kid. And then they all giggle. Well, it was, you know, I mean, the thing is, like, even in Little League, I got drilled. Oh, I got I hit got, as a nine-year-old yeah. by a 12-year-old that threw the hardest, and he hit me right between the shoulder blades. Yeah. And I was deathly afraid for about five games. Yeah. And, oh, oh the God, ball. did it hurt. First time I ever was up at bat in Little League, I got hit in the head. He he just he plunked me right in the helmet. Yeah. Like and I don't know if he did it on purpose or not, but this kid was was a good kid. This kid was one of the best players in the league. Well, even our coaches back then would say, like, look, the next time kid comes up to bat, they're talking to you on the end of the bench saying, Look, number twelve, he is way too close to the plate. You gotta throw back inside. Him off. You gotta back him off. Yeah. Yeah, because he's way too close. He's he's got the entire plate on you. And you got to push him back a little bit. 
But the thing is, the way I looked at it too, if he wouldn't back off and you had an umpire that was calling solid balls and strikes, if he's that close to the plate, good luck in him making solid contact if you can throw an inside strike. Well, yeah, you're right off the hands. Right, um, right. But the, the umpiring in the in Angel Hernandez <laughs> literally needs a seeing eye dog. <laughs> he's calling stuff in the wrong batter's box. And he doesn't it, think he is. Like, he, no. does he not watch video after the game? Do they not? Major League Baseball needs to suspend someone. Yeah, they do. And say, listen, they you, do. you've done such a poor job that you're not making the next road trip. Well, there was another umpire that actually started to go out and go after a pitcher on the mound. And the catcher had to get in front of him and say, like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not doing And then the, the manager came out and was like, what are you and, doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Call the game. Yeah, call the game. So I don't know. I, if, I, I wish they were all mic'd up. I wish every single one of them were mic'd up. And well, I, they're I on could cable hear that. channels. They should be. Oh, they're not on so prime time games anymore. It's so good. Like, uh, XM radio. Mic up, mic up the baseball players and Half, the managers well, and the umpires. For one. And the umpires. Do that. Do that just like you mic up all the NHL players, which which is brilliant. Because some of the most entertaining video on YouTube is NHL players mic'd up. Yeah, I, it's just beyond awesome. Baseball started to do some of the players. Yeah, and and they were um, like oh they God, did who they, was the, they did uh, Freddie Freeman at first base on defense. Yeah, and they popped it up, and as he's running back towards the uh, foul territory behind first base, trying to get the ball, and he's saying shit like, "Oh God, ooh, I'm not gonna make it, I'm not gonna make it." <laughs> like you can just see, it and you're like, you would never know that stuff goes on. Well, you know what? When, when you hear some of those guys, they they have the guys more mic'd up, especially up to bat in the uh, in the spring, a couple of years ago. Pittsburgh tried uh, had that guy, an older guy. His first name was Todd. I forget his name. Frazier. Todd Frazier. Yeah, he was. Uh, but he was as entertaining as hell, being all mic'd up. And what's so funny is it sounds almost like what you remember in Major League. Right. It's like, really. hey, how's your wife and my kids? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's almost the same. Just shit. It's just great. Yeah. It's just great stuff. You know, yeah. but but like to to me, like that's entertaining. When you're sitting behind home plate at PNC Park, you can hear some of that shit. Uh, you can hear him is, fart in the dugout. Yeah, yeah, that's great. There's nobody there. No. Well, that's true. There like the problem with there. PNC Park is everyone's speaking, all the players are Spanish. And they're all but speaking they, Spanish. They all have translators. Yeah. That is true. That yeah. is true. So anyway. But the, 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 uh, the, the, um, or else you've got, uh, <laughs> what, Bednar <laughs> throwing F bombs in the post game interview. After the Dodgers game, he goes, he said, like, that was effing exciting. Whoops, sorry. Yeah. Can you, can you beep that out? Yeah, but uh, again, a long way from being competitive here in Pittsburgh. I don't care what they say. Um, the, the kids, though, that, that are playing, I will tell you this, they're hustling their ass off. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of one guy last week had a pop-up, and he started to jog down to first base with the bat in his hand. Like yeah. Yeah. The first baseman saw it, let the ball drop through to second, and doubled didn't him off. Didn't double him off, yeah. Um, yeah. He didn't play for a few games. Well, do you think the Pirates should should have already called up O'Neill Cruz? Well, they any day now, because yeah. I think what they're waiting on is he was hitting 095. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was really I mean, slow. they were going to wait until uh, June 1st anyway to get another year. To get another year, right. But he was literally couldn't get on base. But now he's on fire. And now, now he's, he's killing he's it. Killing, he's hitting home runs. He's stealing bases. Yep. So, yeah, any day. He'll be yep. 
And that that I would go see. I would pay to go see him play. So uh, the next time we talk to you, we will be that much closer to training camp. Um, we'll see if there's any other signings before that. Uh, we'll also be into the Stanley Cup Finals. So we'll be talking about that. Hopefully we can get a guest. Our good friend Chris Carter has moved gigs. He's got a Again. different gig now. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to try to corral him and see if he can come on the show. Um, I've got a couple feelers out for some people to also come on as guests to talk a little bit of football. We'll be getting close to uh, talking some college football going in. So be a good time to get our college football roundtable and maybe get Billy Stahl and Wayne Wagner on to talk about Pitt and Penn State going into this year. Uh, lots of changes for both teams and U.S. Open's coming up. U.S. This Open's week. coming up this week. Starts we need to talk about uh, live golf uh, and how that's affecting the game. Golf. Liv baby. Look, here's what I here's money, money, opinion. money. Let's let's hear if it. If I'm gonna play golf every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, somewhere yeah. for the rest of my life, because professionals pay me. Why do I care who pays me? Yeah, I'm gonna. So I might be in some tea in Missouri. Yeah. Versus a, the U.S. Open, or, or that's a bad example because anyone can play in the U.S. Open. But instead of some, uh, the Royal Bank of Scotland Open, whatever it is, <laughs> and if the prize, if you're going to pay me $20 million to play 54 holes, yeah. as opposed to <laughs> I have to win a tournament to get $2 million, and it's four rounds of golf, why would you care? There's no cut. Why would And you the care? last place person makes $129,000. Yeah, whereas there is a cut. And the PGA. Yeah. Right? And last place wins $12,500. Right. Even so, if you make the cut in your last place. Right. Right. If you already right. do that. So right. uh, why this is an issue, I have no idea. Um, I think there's just some, if you want to, I'm going to play golf anywhere. Why wouldn't I play it for the most money? I don't care. Yep. So there's not a person out there that wouldn't take that money deal if they had to switch professions to another company. Show me the money. I'm good with it. All right. That's it. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all your favorite places to hear podcasts. Twitter and Facebook. Send us messages. Let us know what you think. We got uh, some questions, but they're stupid questions. So yeah, when come they on. tell you that Solid there's no such with the thing questions. as a stupid question, there, they're full of shit. There is. Some of you people are absolute <laughs> idiots. <laughs> but maybe next time I'll... Maybe I'll, the next time I'll bring out my my Joe my Joe Starkey impersonation, Ron. Please don't. What do you think of that, Ron? Please don't. What's it? What, what's what's Kenny Pickett doing? Did just you play hear third? that noise, Ron? What's that, Ron? I, what, I was what, I was yawning. Noise, Ron? I was yawning. At six o'clock. There's another Paul guy. Zeiss. <laughs> Paul Zeiss is a billboard of what lung cancer would look like if it had a face <laughs> or it had a voice. Oh my God! And he can't say any sentence. Without the world, um, without, without um, um <clears throat> uh, uh, that's the weather. <laughs> <laughs> so All bad. right, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks, guys.